Where we've seen ABM fail is where sales does one thing, marketing does another, nobody talks to one another, and then ABM just doesn't live up to the hype. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. To sign up for the upcoming Flip My Funnel conference this August in Boston, visit flipmyfunnel.com and use promo code PODCAST for special pricing. This podcast is supported by LinkedIn, Marketo, Terminus, PFL, and Brightfunnel. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time to come and learn about social media. I know it can be kind of scary, so I really appreciate you all being here. Um, A little bit about myself, uh, Catherine gave a great introduction. I am the social media and influencer manager for Everstring. Uh, My Twitter handle is at MiaDia. Please tweet anything that you like to at Everstring. I also just tweeted out the slides. So if you want to follow along or you see anything that you like, they are now on the Everstring Twitter handle. Um, Instagram is my favorite social media platform. Uh, if you do want to help me become Instagram famous, my handle is at miadia15, uh, and I will follow you back. I've got a lot of slides to get to, and I know we don't have too much time, so I'm going to jump right into it. So y'all are here today because you want to learn about account-based marketing. You're embracing it, but you're maybe all at like different stages within your account-based marketing strategy, right? So this is kind of like the typical process. Everybody's been kind of talking about it today of how you can jump in and really get the ball rolling with account-based marketing. So social kind of falls into like this section of the funnel. Um, But let's say you've like sent out some awesome direct mailers. You've maybe sent a few like customized emails out from your sales team. Do you feel like it's all going great for you except for this one area? social media? Are you kind of confused as to how all the gifts and the Snapchats and the Beyonce's can help you and your marketing? Well, don't worry because you're all here and you're going to walk away from this session feeling like you've fallen in love with account-based social. And there will be a lot of gifts. So I really have four steps and then a few uh, social ABM hacks to go over with you guys today. And I hope you find them useful. So first off, Finding your target audience on social media. So I know a lot of people today have talked about your target audience. These are your target accounts. These are high-fit accounts that should be interested in your business, right? So how did you choose those target accounts? That will kind of matter when you go and roll out your social media plans. So think about how you chose your accounts. I work at Everstring. We're a predictive marketing platform, so I get to use Everstring to pick our target accounts. Uh, But we know we're dreamers too, so we also have our sales whales. We have our high-value accounts that we want to go after. So we did kind of a mix for our target accounts. I'll explain how this ties into social in a second. Uh, So what we did with our target accounts, though, because there's a lot of them, is we created tiers. I don't know if you guys just saw John Miller. He talked about target account tiers. We do target account tiers as well. So our tier one target accounts, these are only about 20 accounts. We redo them every quarter. These are our dream accounts for the company as a whole. Our tier two target accounts, this is where our predictive marketing comes in, but this is also where we have our individual sales rep pick their dream accounts by their territory. And then tier three, this is where we have the most number of target accounts. This is over 500. This was filled with the rest of our predictive marketing pipeline. 
So how did I use predictive for social media? So not only do I use our tiered target accounts for social media, I also use it for campaigns. So if you're thinking, oh man, I can only use social for like once a quarter, once I know my target accounts, this is not true. You can also use it to engage in very specific personalized campaigns. So at Everstring, we did this awesome Between Two Dragons Game of Thrones related campaigns. Uh, where we did a new video each week talking about the sales and marketing lessons that we learned within Game of Thrones. Uh, and it was a video-based campaign, so we, of course, had video subscribers. We took that list, I uploaded it to my social media platforms, I found the people on the list as my target accounts, and then I knew who to go after on social media. So that kind of gave me the who for social. And I was like, great, I know who I want to go after. Now what do I do? Like, there's not a whole lot out there about social media and account-based marketing. I have my target accounts, but I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. So I was feeling a little like that, very lost and confused. <laughs> so what I did, I went back to my tiers, and I was like, okay, we've made these tiers. Maybe I'll just tier out social listening. Because one of the fundamentals of social media is you have to listen before you engage in the conversation. So what I did for our tier two, tier one and tier two target accounts, um, I had both marketing and sales utilize private Twitter listening streams. So you just build a Twitter list, you make it private, that way only you and your company can see it. Uh, and they put in their target accounts. That way they could see what their target accounts were talking about. And then for tier three, we build out the list and those I will use like if a sales rep is telling me like, hey, we had this target engaged, like can you see what they're interested in? And then I'll just slack them any insights that I find. When you're building out your target account list, if you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, I've got like a thousand target accounts. How am I ever going to build a Twitter list with a thousand target accounts? And you don't want to sit there and Twitter search them all. We actually use a platform called Social123 to match all of our target accounts with their social media profiles, which then made it really easy to build out these lists for listening purposes. One tip I do want to mention, uh, before you do anything with your list, be sure you include the influencers. We all know from today that a lot of people are in the buying decision. It's not just one person. It's very helpful. If you listen to what the influencer has to say, that's usually what the company is interested in as well. So just an example, if you were going after Topo, you all know Craig Rosenberg from today. He's the influencer there. And if you don't know who the influencer is, um, a quick tip, if you pop in the company name into an advanced Twitter search, it usually has a search window of the top people. So it'll be like company on the left, person on the right, kind of like this example here. And that's how you can usually find the influencer at the company to then listen to for insights. So for any salespeople in the room, sales and marketing is a big part of any ABM mix. Where we've seen ABM fail is where sales does one thing, marketing does another, nobody talks to one another, and then ABM just doesn't live up to the hype. So taking an account-based sales approach to really account-based everything is very important. So this example here, this is Matt. He's our VP of sales development and field marketing at Everstring. So if your sales team was using something like LinkedIn and they went to his profile, instead of sending Matt a super generic copy and paste email or one of the emails that Matt Hines mentioned today, uh, you could go in and see that Matt is actually using LinkedIn Pulse to post articles. And he posted one that has like a Game of Thrones screenshot. And you also know, if you know Everstring, that he was in our 
uh, Between Two Dragons video, so he's a huge Game of Thrones fan. So if you sent Matt an email that was more like Game of Thrones targeted, if you made a Game of Thrones analogy, or if you like changed your send to be a Game of Thrones name, I can bet you he will appreciate that much more than a generic copy-paste email. So next step, you know you who, you know your what, now it's time to actually go out there and build relationships. And there's a good reason it's not called hashtag cold tweeting. And that is because your prospects, if they're on social media, they are on there because they want to talk to you. They want to build relationships. They're on social media to use social media and engage in a conversation. One golden rule, though, to remember, anything you do for social, if your target account has a private social media account, like if they have a private Instagram, they have a private Facebook, I would stay away from it. Like, go to the other channels. If it's private, they're using it for their family purposes or just to keep in touch with their friends. Always something good to remember before you try and, like, personalize something to their Facebook and they don't want it. So just something to keep in mind. So one thing I love about building relationships on social media is Everyone has a really crowded inbox, but probably not a very crowded Twitter stream, like unless you're one of the big speakers here today. Um, so when you reach out to your target accounts and you send them something on social media, they'll usually get a ping, like I have all my notifications turned on for when somebody mentions me on social. And it's you can like bet your sweet dollar that I will see that more than I will see my crowded inbox, which is full of tons of emails. And this is just one of the ways that social media can help you. Don't forget the basics when you're starting to build out relationships with your target accounts on social media. Like their posts on Facebook. Again, if it's public, retweet some of their content. That's a great way to start getting engaged. Share one of their articles on your LinkedIn. But remember that social media does not happen overnight. These things do take time, which is why, as you can see, I'm kind of like building to how it all works together. So tier, if you're back to your tiers, sales, uh, tier one and two for sales and marketing, you know, everybody kind of needs to go all in to build the relationships. It can't be just sales who's using like LinkedIn to prospect. It can't be just me in marketing who's using all these little private Twitter lists to do things. It's got to be everybody together. And when you build out social like account tiers, it does make it easier to do things. Because when you know when you have your tier one and your tier two accounts, you can make sure that everybody within those tiers receives the same level of social media outreach and personalization. Tier three accounts is where I kind of scale up and I execute social media ads because that's just an easy way for me to scale out what I'm doing when I'm a social media team of one. And remember again, as you're building relationships that winter is coming. No, I'm kidding. Um, engage the influencer. So once again, if you wanted to engage Engageo, you'd want it to engage Sean Miller, of course. <laughs> and how you can do this is have everybody retweet their articles. So not just like one or two people, like literally have everybody in your office like and retweet something that they're doing. And trust me, they will notice. People have told us that they have noticed. <laughs> So how does this all help? Um, I've talked a little bit about how like personalized outreach is kind of nice, uh, the way that the example that I gave with Matt and the Game of Thrones piece, because uh, people really will tell you what they like on social media. That's where insights and looking at their profiles can really come in handy, because if you're looking for a way to personalize prospecting emails, social media is a great place. Like You could easily go on my social media profiles, John Miller's social media profiles, and see what they're interested in. 
It also builds familiarity. Like I said, when I have my notifications turned on and I see people, see people retweeting me or they're sending me articles, like I'm starting to put a face to the name and now I know like somebody at that brand that I didn't know before who was a complete stranger. It also helps you build out uh, your targeted social media ads. So when you're gaining all of these social media insights, you can kind of see what they're interested in and then use that to scale out your social media ads. So now that I've talked a lot about ads, uh, this is how you do it. So I really like to think about social media ads and really account-based social as a whole as another touch point. So it's not a if this, then like I'll do this maybe. It's a do everything. So we do emails. We do really great content pieces. We layer social media on top and within all of that. So it's really helping a lot of our verticals, not just one. It's also a great way for us to scale out and reach all of our target accounts. Again, those tier three target accounts that we just don't have time to give personalized messaging to everybody. We can use social media ads and we can personalize them based on their vertical, based on their company, based on things that they're doing that are more broader without having to do too much, which is a great way to scale. Uh, social media ads are also great for brand awareness because you know a lot of us are using social media right now currently for brand awareness. The ads are a great, a great way to get in front of brands that may not know your product yet and maybe in like your lower level tiers, but are still a really great fit for your business and you want to get just like a high first touch in with that brand or account. And you're probably thinking, okay, I got I got the whole like prospecting, using social, but like, don't people usually sign up for social media with their personal email and I have this list of leads and accounts and all the leads are encountered in like work emails? Uh, you would be right, but uh, Twitter, Facebook, and then obviously in, uh, LinkedIn, they, LinkedIn knows where you work, <laughs> so they can target you. Uh, we actually get like a 40 to 50% match rate with our accounts, regardless of the whole personal versus business email. And that is because Twitter and Facebook do their own mining of content and matching uh, email accounts from business to personal. So if you've ever filled out anything on Twitter, like I fill out forms all the time through Twitter, that's how they get my business email. And then that's how they match it. They also have tons of content partners that they match with. So it is a little bit concerning, but at least you know you'll get a good match rate for your ads. So to get started, what you can do is simply upload your target accounts to LinkedIn, or sorry, to Twitter and Facebook. LinkedIn, you can if you have a certain account ad level tier with them. So if you don't have that or you think you don't, you probably don't. Uh, they will be rolling it out later in the year, hopefully. Um, is what they've told me, but until then you can actually just manually upload, which means sitting there and literally like searching for the company name and putting it in there, which is again why I suggest doing the target account tiers, because then you could just put in your tier one and tier two accounts and leave the tier threes for Twitter and Facebook. But for Twitter and Facebook, it's much easier. You would just go into your ads manager and upload your list of targets account. Um, I have my screenshots here are from our Between Two Dragons campaign. Again, we took it full circle. I uploaded that list into my Twitter ads manager and I sent it to Facebook through the Marketo ad bridge. One thing to note when you're doing social media ads, you might see sometimes that 
Twitter or Facebook will tell you that your audience is too small. And that's again, because of that match rate. So if you start, if you start with a smaller list, then the match rate obviously gets lower. What you can do is what I've done. I just combine a bunch of lists. So I have like my target account list. I've got my MQLs. I have my predictive marketing account list. I put them all together into one big like quarterly account list. And that will usually be the list that is big enough to target through social media ads. Now, when you're running campaigns, it pays to be creative. And so what we've done is we put it all together. You know, we use those insights. We use all the listening that we've done. We use our predictive marketing to see what people are interested in. And then we build out ads that are a little bit more personalized for their accounts rather than just generic uh, social media ads. So these are some examples of the ads that I've done. Again, since I uploaded a list of people who are video subscribers to our Game of Thrones campaign, I thought, hey, they'll probably like a Game of Thrones ad. And it did actually perform pretty well through my uh, platforms. And then that one on the right is more of like a predictive marketing cheat sheet. And that one was targeted to people who were like demand gen managers. And so the copy is very demand gen driven. So what kind of results can you see with social media ads? This is actually a little bit older. This was from last quarter, so the Facebook number is a little bit old. But for Twitter, uh, we got five times the amount of Twitter source leads month over month in just one month. So in one month of going from generic ad targeting to ABM social ad targeting, we had a five times increase of the amount of leads we got from Twitter. Facebook, uh, just last month actually, which is why it's not on here, um, drove the most amount of leads out of all my social media profiles. Um, and then LinkedIn, they actually sent me this number. They were like, hey, how are you getting these crazy good numbers on your LinkedIn ads account? Like, we want to know, and we're LinkedIn. Uh, so that was awesome. And I told them we were doing account-based marketing, and we were just sending people really personalized, very targeted ads, and that was engaging. So how can you make sure it's all working? So if you start to play around with social media, and you're like, I'm not sure if this is really it, um, there's no like secret success formula. So run a lot of A-B tests. That's basically what we did at Everstring. You know, I would change the copy. I would change the image. I would change the bit.ly and I would like customize the bit.ly for certain people. Uh, picking different objectives can also help too. So within the social media ad platforms like Twitter, Facebook, there are ones that you can do for like lead source. There's one you can do for like website clicks. So play around with those as well and you can kind of see how they do. Um, you can track all this usually through the platforms themselves. And then obviously just make sure you track anything from the very beginning. So that is something that I wish uh, more people did because I do get asked a lot like how I track all this. I'm like, well, we had to like start at the beginning. Like when I got to Everstring, there was no social media tracking at all. So it's a very important thing to implement when you first get there. And I will get to how to do that, uh, I think, on the next one. Oh, it's after this. OK. Um, just a few hacks I want to share with you guys. I will get into tracking on the next hack. Um, think of social media, again, as an added touch point to your existing or upcoming account-based marketing campaigns. So again, it's not one or the other. It's an added layer. It's a cohesive layer that both your sales and marketing should get behind. So again, back to our Between Two Dragons campaign that you can tell I'm really proud of. Um, <laughs> we did content with this. It was a video marketing campaign. We did videos. We sent emails from the characters in Game of Thrones, which was really engaging to people. Uh, at our events, we brought like our dragons with us from the videos. We did like giveaways that were Between Two Dragons related, and somehow that all added up into an awesome campaign. 
And these are some of the examples that we did. Cool. Uh, hack number two, use tools to make it easier. So on the tracking, uh, one tool that I really love is the Hootsuite URL parameters. You might be using Hootsuite and have never used this tool. It's kind of hidden. So when you type in a new tweet or post or message within Hootsuite, there's a little like gear box there that you can do for advanced uh, social media tracking. And what you do is you put in your templates for your social media Google URL parameters. So if you're going to Google URL builder each time you have to make a new social media link, that gets really tedious. I was doing that until I found this tool. So what you do is you put in all of your templates. So I maybe have like 10 across my three social media platforms. And you can append those Google URL UTM tracking to your link automatically when you send something out through Hootsuite. It has saved me a whole bunch of time. Um, if that sounded a little bit confusing, we just posted on the EverString blog how to do it step by step. So you can go there and get the steps. Um, list building, I know I talked a lot about list building for listening. If you don't have time to do more like targeted streams, I suggest starting out with a tool. It's called If This Then That. So if you wanted to build a list around like everybody who was at Flip My Funnel today, you could put in Flip My Funnel and it'll build a list right for you. Super easy, super automatic. One that I'm excited that we're rolling out is Engageo Playmaker. This is a screenshot of how it works. It will tell our salespeople when to send them an LinkedIn in-mail or Twitter direct message versus a crowded email. Because again, everybody's inboxes are really full. So it'll tell our sales reps to put that within their stream instead of an email. And I'm super excited about that. All right, I think this is my last one before my takeaways. Last but not least, um, I'm really big on developing a brand aesthetic for your social media. So I don't think this necessarily has to be your brand to a T. Like social media for your brand should be like 98% of your brand guidelines because you want to keep it fun. You want to keep it lighthearted. Like it's social media. People don't want to see the same ad that they saw on like your direct mailer. Like that's just not fun for them. Like I wouldn't click on it. That's a good rule of thumb. Like, if you would click on it, that's probably a really good social media ad. If you yourself wouldn't click on it, you probably need to change your campaign. Uh, so some of the tools that I like in my hacks for developing your own brand aesthetic, Photoshop, if you don't know it, please like take the time to teach yourself it if you really want to invest in social media or anything digital marketing. It doesn't take that long. It seems very complicated, but seriously, if you lock yourself in a room for a weekend and just learn Photoshop, it will do you wonders for your marketing. Uh, if that seems like it's too daunting for you, there's an app called Canva. They just came out with an iPhone app as well. That one's really easy to use. You just drop in an image. You can drop text over it. Super easy. Um, Pablo by Buffer. This is one that I like to use. They also have something similar to Canva where you can just build out images. But I also like that they have an Instagram scheduler because I'm always the worst at remembering to schedule for Everstring's Instagram and not my own. So I really love that feature. Um, if you have an iPhone and you love Instagram, Bosco Cam and Color Story are my favorite apps for editing the color and just making everything look super vibrant and super on brand. So like for us, since Everstring's logo is blue, I like to put like a hint of blue within my pictures just to keep it again like 98% on brand. So my top takeaways, uh, so again, so set the stage one, think of social media as an added touch point that both sales and marketing need to invest in in order to be successful. I'm very lucky where I come from a company where social is like our backbone and our bread and butter and everybody loves it. And so everybody's always super excited when I come out with something about social, but that might not be your case. So really enable your internal teams before you roll something uh, outward facing. 
too, I've talked about this a lot, uh, using tiers is really helpful. And it really helps you scale if you know how much personalization each account should receive on social media. And last, it always pays to be creative when social can be very noisy and very overwhelming at times. You can bet that something creative and something engaging will capture people's attention more than something more generic. Yeah, so I think like we have a content team that is obviously not just me, but I am the only socially dedicated person. Um, I work a lot with our content team. I feel like that helps to like get ahead of it as much as you can, which can be hard if you're at a startup. Um, again, using some of these tools is really easy. And I think thinking about your goals is also like my number one. Like if you feel like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram or and LinkedIn is overwhelming, maybe start with one platform versus using all three. That's something I used to do when I started out in social. I would go to my manager or director and say, hey, like you want to be on 10 social media platforms, but I'm one person that's not actually going to do anything for us. So I think just establishing clear goals and saying like, okay, like we know or like, you know, do a little research and say like, okay, like a lot of our audience is on Twitter or like a lot of our audience is on Facebook, like go where the people are and go where it makes most sense for your brand. Yeah, that's a good question. So if you guys didn't hear, like, how do I handle the negatives? Uh, we usually don't get too many of those, but they do happen. I do get a lot of spam more than negatives, I will say. Um, spam, you can just easily report to Twitter or Facebook, which I always do, because that's just annoying for everyone's life. Um, the negatives, though, they haven't happened that often, but when they do happen, I take it offline. Like, I don't want to address this on social media and start a social media storm. I think if you have that person's phone number, call them like or figure out the problem internally first and then call them or figure out the problem internally first and then email them do something that's offline of social media so that you're hoping that the next time that person tweets your brand it's either a positive or neutral response rather than something that's heated for everybody to see flip my funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of b2b professionals in the world Join the movement at FlipMyFunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.